Well, good morning, men of God. We're just so grateful because this day, December the 16th, 2021, uh, this day was not promised to us, but God has made it possible. So we're going to take time out this morning to say thank you. Thank you for that, Lord. Oh, God, we just magnify your holy name this morning, and we're grateful for it. Hallelujah. Thank you this morning. Oh, we just praise and worship you. Uh, this morning, the God speaks out on if we don't give him the praise, uh, the rocks will cry out. And God, I just thank you. We're not going to allow that to happen because we're just so grateful, Lord. We're just so grateful this morning and thankful uh, this morning as we wrap up this year. Lord, all the things that we've been through, all the things that we've heard, all the things that we've seen and witnessed, still the Bible says for us to be able to Rejoice and be glad in it because that's what your word says. Your blessings are new every morning, the songster says. Ah, thank you for that this morning. As I get up this morning to change out the calendar, uh, the calendar says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This is something that I say every, basically every Tuesday and Thursday morning. So I'm just so grateful for that. <laughs> it's just a confirmation. Matthew 6.33 says that. So I just says, thank you for that, Lord. Just thank you for that reminder. Oh, God, thank you this morning, Lord. As we go deeper in, in, into here in the, um, the National Men's Prayer Call, uh, we're so grateful because of the, the, um, the topic uh, for this month through our series of five mandates of a legacy-minded man here for the month of December, uh, where we'll be speaking on do everything with love. And the Bible says that the greatest commandment is love. Oh, without love, it, we just couldn't even do what God had created and want us to do without love. So we have a gentleman that's going to be pouring into us here in a few minutes here that has spoken on the call, National Men's Prayer Call before. Uh, such an outstanding speaker. I know the first time I heard him speak, it was just so astounding, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, so he's going to be pouring into us again this morning. So we're going to give him the ample amount of time that he needs to be able to share uh, with us from his heart what God has placed upon him. So first of all, we want to cover him with the blood of Jesus. We thank you right now in advance that he will not speak of himself nor the flesh, Lord, but we thank you right now for covering him right now, empower him with the words that's going to be coming out of his mouth. Yeah, thank you for blessing him, blessing his ministry, blessing his business, cover his complete family with the blood of Jesus. But we thank you for him in advance. Men of God, let's go before God here in prayer. The God of Abraham, uh, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Lord, we come to you this morning once again, Lord, because this day was not promised, but you made it possible. And Lord, we come in because, Lord, we just not only come in, Lord, because of things that's going on in the world, Lord, but we're coming, Lord, because we know this is what your word told us to do is seek you first. <laughs> oh, thank you for that opportunity this morning, Lord. And Father, I thank you right now, Lord, because we thank you right now because of the things that we're hearing that's in the world that's taking place, Lord. We're not part of the world, Lord, but we thank you, Father, that each day, Lord, as your word says, Father, for us to walk by faith and not by sight. You've given us this instructions to do, Lord. And Father, we're going to be obedient and yield ourselves to your voice, Lord, because the Bible speaks on you as being king of kings, 
the Bible says that you're Lord of Lord. The Bible speaks on you as being a lily of the field. The Bible says that you're the great I am. The Bible also speaks on you as being the line of the tribe of Judah. So Lord, we thank you for all this affirmation, Lord. We don't take anything for granted. We're just grateful this morning, Lord. And Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for the covering right now that we have. All the men that are joining, all the men that are joining us from all around the world. We have gentlemen joining us from Nigeria. We have a gentleman joining us a coastal. Thank you for these men because they're hungry and they're thirsty for the word of God. Thank you right now as we come boldly to the throne of grace that we may find help in time of need. Lord, this is the time that we need your help. We need your help because there's so many things that's going on right now. But Lord, we thank you that. Uh, God, thank you for allowing us to walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you right now for each and every man's household. Uh, thank you for that household. Thank you that every need is met according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There's no like that we bind any attack that the enemy is trying to make, trying to come against us. The Bible says that there's no weapon uh, formed against us will prosper. <laughs> oh, God, we have to stand on your word because your word says, it would never return void. <laughs> oh, God, thank you right now for increasing us right now as we continue to walk by faith. Thank you right now, Lord. Also, Lord, for complete healing in each and every man's body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. We bind any attack because we know the enemy is always lurking, but he's off limits from us. We're completely healed. As you said in your word, you were Jehovah. Rafa, you would have said if you knew who you were. <laughs> I thank you for being Jehovah Rafa. Thank you for complete healing. And Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, right now, as our founder of the National Men's Prayer Dr. Kenneth Green. I thank you for this outstanding man of God. I thank you for Father for him giving Lord for giving you for you giving him the wisdom to start this ministry. I thank you for complete healing over him as he gets stronger and stronger each and every day. I thank you for him. Thank you for also for First Lady that stands right beside him. Oh, I thank you for her. And Lord, we thank you right now for our household. Lord, we thank you right now for the men of God, their spouses, because the word says a house can't stand if it's divided and two cannot be together except they agree on the word. It is the word of God. Thank you for offspring. We pray for them. Pray for those that are going to school, those that are in their work, going to workplace. We thank you that those angels are camped all around each and every school campus in their workplace. Thank you for that, Lord. We don't take it for granted. We thank you for covering them right now. And Lord, I just pray right now, lift up those that are in need of prayer. A men of God, I, I'm in, I ask that you would just pray for a good friend of mine. He passed away yesterday. I found out he passed away yesterday. Uh, his name is Todd Jones. And I just ask you to just lift up his family. He has, uh, I want to say, about three grandchildren. I know he has a son, Matthew, a daughter, Courtney, and a daughter, Amber. I just lift him up. It's just such a suddenly death. And I just pray for him. It was a gentleman that we worked together for over 17 years ago. I hired him when I was running the Broad Hill store. And also when I was uh, involved with Freed's. And just a gentleman that it, we just connected and we just were just great friends. And oh God, it just it hit me when, when I found this out yesterday. So I just asked you to just lift up his family. And it's just just spoke with him the other day. And it's just this just kind of like, man, it hit me.
And also, men of God, I just ask you, we just continue to lift up each one of us, Lord. We just thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us the strength that we need to get through. So also, just ask right now, we're lifting up uh, Brother Prince, uh, his dad right now, as we, I know that you guys have prayed over him already. So we just ask you to continue to just lift him up as he goes into surgery for his neck. We know that he's, we thank you for healing over him. Uh, and thank you right now. He's back on his feet. Just lift up the Prince family. Also, just lift up uh, my good friend, Miss um, Grace Edwards. Lift her up, continue to allow her to get stronger and stronger because she walks by faith. And I thank you for actually healing in her body from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. And Father, I thank you also right now, Lord, for continuing to lift up uh, her brother, uh, Clifford Edwards. Lift him up as if you can get stronger. As well as Margaret Middleton, just ask, continue for complete healing over her as she gets stronger each and every day. So, men of God, we're just so grateful and thankful once again for each and every opportunity. And we thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Well, amen and amen. Thank you, Reggie, for just being ready instant, in season and out of season to pray. You know, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And righteousness is imputed to us. It's not because of what we've done or what we've earned. It's because of what Jesus did and the price that he paid. So we're able to come in the righteousness of Christ and be able to ask the Lord and he will bless us. Uh, he will touch us. And we're getting so many praise reports in, but at the same time, during these turbulent times, we're getting so many prayer requests in the back office um, and even in the front room where people are just coming in and asking, y'all pray for us. And they believe that as a, as a band of brothers, that we have uh, a unique uh, perspective on prayer and that we can reach the, the Father. We all have the ability to, to reach and get the ear of the Father, but as a, as a collective, as a group of brothers coming together with that one purpose in mind, we're just so blessed and honored to be given that mantle and that mandate. Well, this morning, we've got a young man that is, um, that is like, a, uh, like Reggie said, it's an honor to hear. When he, he breaks the word down and he breaks the understanding down, his insight is so impactful that it leaves you not only pondering and wondering, but also filled and with a sense of, of focus and clarity. Um, uh, Dr. Charles Dent and his, um, his lovely wife run Dent Enterprises, and it's a banded house of companies focused on transforming communities. Uh, they're in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and if you've been to Mobile, it's a beautiful little seaside um, uh, community, but they're working to make sure that parents are intentional about raising their kids to become all that they can be. So it's our honor, privilege, and pleasure to once again present to you Dr. Charles Dent. Dr. Dent, are you available? I am. I am. Glad to be here, guys, and uh, really appreciate you guys. Um, um, being men of prayer, um, I, I think that is so important that we continue to pray for one another. Um, you know, Sederic and everything, you know, encouraging us to take notes during this time when we are on the call, because you can go back and look at your notes later on. I really am really grateful for all what God is doing for us as men. I mean, just amazing. And you guys really thank you a lot for your prayers. And also the ones who are part of our ministry, uh, Chris Shaw on, he's been getting on on Tuesday and Lord Michael Austin, you know, we work together with Veterans Recovery. Thank you guys for being here this morning as well, and all of you. So I, I get a chance to talk about love. And, and, and one of the things that has always hit me is the time when Jesus encountered Peter 
um, after the resurrection, when he asked him on three occasions, Simon, son of Jonah, love it thou me more than thee. And I thought about that more than one time to discuss what was the response of Peter? You know, I know a lot of commentaries say that this was after Peter denied Jesus three times and Jesus restoring him three times. But the reality is sometimes I think what Jesus was teaching Peter was what we learned about love. You know, I thought about this, Sidere, I thought about, you know, what kind of love, who taught us how to love? You know, when you grow up, you had that quote, we never talk about puppy love anymore, right? We don't talk about that, that puppy love that when we were kids, we had that kind of puppy love. We didn't learn about agape and arrows and all this until we got older. But when we were younger, other people were teaching us about love, or did they teach us at all? Did they model love before us? What did we see when we were kids? And so when I start looking at it more and more, I asked the question, when Jesus asked Peter the question, Simon, son of Jonah, love it thou me more than these. And he kept saying, Jesus said agape, Peter kept saying brotherly love. He said, because he couldn't get to there until after Pentecost. And I think one of the critical issues is I think the number one thing I want to say, love is a matter of personal investment. It's how often are you investing into love? But when the scripture talk about loving God, loving your neighbor, as we have been talking about the whole month, one of the pieces I really think that is missing is how often do you love you? And how well do you love you? Because we can, when we talk to friends about going through troubled times and everything, we can be so compassionate and concerned, and we can show that love to them, but we don't show it towards ourselves. Because a lot of times we beat ourselves up when things go wrong, and we don't turn around and say, you know what, it's the same way I talk to them, why don't I talk to myself that way? Because I think the first thing is, love is a matter of personal investment. How often are you investing in others, but not investing in yourself? And that became critical for me. It's looking at what Jesus was saying to Peter, love it thou me more than these, but I really think God was getting Peter to understand what it's gonna mean to love himself. Because as you love you, you can love others. But the thing is, you cannot give, and that's been said on this call, you can't give to others what you don't possess, you don't have. So if you don't have a love for yourself, how can you demonstrate that towards others? And I think we beat ourselves up too much when we don't perform to the level of other people. When we're realizing more and more, we need to love ourselves. So I think, I think this is critical. And, and, then, and then the other piece that hit me was looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, because when we, we said this on multiple occasions here on the call, when Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I act as a child, but when I became a man, I put away my child esteem. I always ask the question, why is it out of all the places that Paul wrote, he put that in the love chapter? Because I think in his personal investment, Paul understood love is the only thing that's really going to mature us. That I can try to mature in other areas as a man, but the areas I really need to mature is in love. 
because it's going to help me understand things. Because think about it, when you were a kid and you were a young man, you were growing up, a lot of times we saw love based on performance. If I perform well, my parents will reward me. But when I became a man, I understood it was not about performance. It's about mere fact that they love me. So they did bring corrections in my life because they loved me. Now, when I was a kid, I didn't understand correction. But when I became a man, I understood that love does correct. So as parents are investing in us, they have to bring corrections to us. That's a matter of personal investment. And I think that's what is missing today is that we got to learn how to have self-compassion for ourselves so we can demonstrate that to us others. Self-care is important. And we're not caring for ourselves. How can we be effective towards other people? So we have to have that personal investment. And I think that becomes very clear as we understand this month becoming legacy-minded men that people got to understand, our kids and everybody else got to understand that we invested in ourselves so that we can invest in others. And that becomes very critical for us to understand and present love. It's a matter of personal investment. The second thing I want to say, and y'all can see this, and because of time, when Jesus talked to Peter, love it thou me more than thee, he said, well, then I want you to feed, I want you to take care of this. I want you to understand that your priority is going to change. You're going to start taking care of my disciples, and you're going to start taking care of other people. So love requires doing something. We know that when, since the Bible tells God is love, love is a noun and love is a verb. Love requires doing something. Because the God that we serve is a God of covenant. And I think sometimes, Dr. Matt, is that when we can become covenant brothers, that we are covenant with each other. As, as even when we pray and everything, that we respect the fact that we are in covenant with each other. We're not in a contract with each other. We're in covenant with each other because that's what love ought to be because God is love. God is a God of covenant. And many times I think we fail to say, you know what? I'm a covenant brother with you. We are in covenant with each other. Even when I talk to Dr. Carnes about the same thing, we talk about how we become covenant brothers, not just contract brothers, that we are covenant with each other. We cover, we cover each other in prayer. We love each other. We respect each other because that becomes so important that love requires doing something. And God, the God that we serve is covenantal. He's a covenant God. So we learn to be in covenant with each other because here's the key thing. Since God is a God of covenant, he is loyal. His loyalty is to his covenant. And he's constantly demonstrating Every day we wake up with new mercies. We wake up because of his grace. He's in covenant with us. And I think that becomes so critical because as we see love doing something, we become covenant with each other. That becomes important. And if you did not see Dr. Matt, when he first talked about this earlier at the beginning of this, we got to understand since God is a God that creates the third thing I want you to see is God creates everything out of love. And when Dr. Mack was talking about this, when God is creating everything out of love, he liberates us, he liberates us out of love. 
He doesn't do it out of anger and frustration. He does it out of love. He liberates us every day out of love because the day that we, today is the day that the Lord has made, we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We got to understand that God liberated us from ourselves being sinful. He liberated us so that we can learn how to love ourselves. And it's necessary to be liberated because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So he's constantly liberating us so that we can love ourselves and love others as we love him. So it's necessary for God to do that. When God rules, he rules in love. When God creates, he creates in love. When God judges, he judges in love. When God connects us, he connects in love. When God labors, he labors in love. Since he does it, he wants us to be the conduits in the earth, his ambassadors in the earth doing the same thing. When we create, we create our love. When we labor, we labor out of love. Not out of hate, not out of malice, not out of jealousy or anything of that nature. We do it strictly out of love. That is so important that we learn to do that on a consistent basis. Every day we wake up saying, Am I going to do this out of love? Am I teaching this out of love? Am I talking to my wife out of love? Because that becomes so critical to everybody is that we understand how it must be done out of love. Not hate, not anything else, but love. And if we're not going to do it, right, Devin? If we're not going to do it, out of love, we should reconsider what we're doing it for. And why are we doing this if it's not out of love? So that has to be like a mandate for us to recognize that everything we do, we do it out of love. The fourth thing is the final thing I want you to see is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And 1 Corinthians, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and 13 and 14, 12 is about gifts. 14 is about gifts. 13 is about love. Now, Paul shows the Corinthian church the priestly garment because we're kings and priests in God's kingdom. So he said, he saw, he's showing them at the priestly garment, there was a bale, a parmigant and bale. And he said, if you don't keep love between them, the bells are going to make a bunch of noise and they're not going to produce anything. That's why you see he put love in the middle of everything. Chapter 12 is a gift chapter. Chapter 14 is a gift chapter. Chapter 13 is a love. He said we got to keep love between us. And that's the fourth thing I want to say is that we got to keep love between us. Not outside us, between us. Do it strictly out of love. So here's the key thing. Here's the key thing, I think, that it goes back to not only what Dr. Max said, Max said about being liberated and about in organizing everything out of love. And then we do everything we validate out of love and we do everything we expect out of love. Here's the key thing that I see out of all of that is oftentimes we need to ask ourselves this very critical question. How well do we communicate love? And then I think about this, how well do you communicate love to your wife, to your family? Now, 
I was reading this by R.C. Scroll said, a woman wants to receive love 365 days out of a year. She wants some acts of love. And so, so do you as men, we want the same thing. She wants some acts of love throughout. Like Dr. Mack to say, one of the things about love, it validates. And a woman wants to be validated. I don't care what her size is. She constantly want to be validated. You know, every now and then just pop her on the butt, just validate her. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So just sometimes just learn how to validate her. I mean, I, every now and then she walked past me and said, hey, you know, like, yeah, baby. You know, sometimes as men, we forget, we forget how to validate the woman. She wants support. Every day she wants support. So pick up after yourself. Show her some sign. Pick up after yourself. I'm supporting you. Go wash the dishes without she asking you to wash the dishes. She wants some help somehow. Come on, brothers. She wants that. She wants a 365-day man. She don't want a man that shows up when he want to have sex. Come on, brother. She want him to show up when she, he don't want anything. Else. She want him to show up. So we learn how to do that because as a man, we put away our childish thing. It's not about us. It's all about her. And because we making her the most important thing, like my wife and I have date night. If our date night is just sitting on the couch, that validates her. She just want to cuddle. That validates her. That helps her. That supports her. Those are the type of things we need to do consistently because what happened was that now we start doing everything out of love. What do you want, men? What do you want from her? Have you ever told her? What do you want? What do you want out of life? Have you ever shared that with God? What do you want now? In your age and where you are now, what do you want now? Have you thought about it? Have you dug deep enough to say, you know what? This is what I want. I want a group of men who love each other, who got each other back and say, you know, brother, I got your back. It doesn't matter what. Because we're covenant brothers we are in this together that's what why we need to keep love between us it's important that we do it every day thanks brothers god bless amen amazing word doctor keep amen, love doctor. between us keep love amen. between us what does that necessarily translate to? Keep love between us, keep God between us because there's only one source of love, right? There's only really one source of love and that's God himself. That's the only place in the universe where you can get it. And so Doc has reminded us that keep love between us in that, in, in that space and that's keeping God between us. He's reminded us that love is a matter of personal investment. And in, in this place that, that um, when the example of when, when Christ was talking to uh, Peter, he said, do you love me? And Dr. Dent was right. He kept on going to a phileo love, a love between, um, you know, brothers. But then the transition that he wasn't getting was the fact that it needed to be a covenant love. It needed to be a love based in the spirit. Remember, gentlemen, you are three in one. You're a triune being like, like God. You are flesh, 
you are soul, you are spirit. And when you lead in love, you have to lead from the spirit man first. You know, we've been living in an upside down world. We've been loving from the flesh first. You lead with your penis. And then what we're trying to do is say, make sure you remind us that you flip back into the spirit man and you love from a discipline, right? You love from uh, uh, a matter of knowing that love is patient, love is kind, love goes through a discipline, 16 characters that First Corinthians gives you about how you flow in love, right? The greatest commandment of them all, Dr. Dent reminded us, you know, to love your father with all your mind, body, spirit, your heart, your soul, the totality of yourself, and like your neighbor, you, you, you're supposed to love yourself like you, you love your neighbor like you love yourself. Well, what's the closest neighbor you got? The woman that's sleeping next to you right? And so that you're going you're gonna to give all of that from a spiritual base first, right? And then we love out, we keep love between us, and we keeping God between us. At the end of the day, we're reminded that love is selfless, and it puts you into service. So we ought to be beating our wives or beating our community to, 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 to work in there, giving all that we're supposed to. Uh, Dr. Mack, don't look at me like that. Why you look like you went to sleep on me when I'm talking about love? Come on, bro. You know, you, I need y'all to be motivated as we get ready to go into this season where we, we celebrate Christ and his birth with the rebirth of us as then we put it in the anchor of love. And love requires leadership, right? You got to lead. When, man, think about this. A leader without the spirit of love on him. A leader without the spirit of God on him. Y'all, let's not translate that word right. God is love. Let's just take that other meaning out. It's not emotional. It's not physical. Love is God, period. And we have to lead with God in everything that we do. It transforms the world. It motivates people. It, it, it puts us in a place of service, in a place of covenant, right? And he said, you better get in the covenant with me because don't get in no contract. I didn't broke plenty of contracts. You better ask uh, a couple of them credit card companies. I didn't broke some contracts. All of us have, right? The difference between a covenant is regardless if I like you or not, I've made a fundamental decision that I'm standing here, I'm here with you. That's covenant. And that's why sometimes God had to take a covenant with himself because we know we get flaky right? So here we go again, even in the covenant of our marriages, God in between us. It's a wonderful message, Dr. Dent. Thank you so much. Love matures us to a selfless uh, space and, a, and, a, and it puts us in service. So we're reminded of that. At the end of the day, we're liberated through that. Now, the beautiful thing that I got there, and this is my last note, in liberation, what we because it liberates us, we don't do anything from a frustrated space. We do it from a fascinated space. Because as we keep going and flowing love, I'm fascinated with it. I'm, I'm engulfed in it and I want to do it, not frustrated. You know, we're doing it all with an act of selflessness. So great, great message this morning, brothers. Let's take that and apply it not only to our lives, to our ministries, to everything that we do. And that covers the whole three, three facets and the verticals that we operate in from a, from a spiritual base, from a relational base, and then from a very self-centered flesh space. It covers the entire gamut. So with that being said, brothers, let's get this simple prayer. I'm not going to over-spiritualize it. Heavenly Father, we come to you united before your throne, Father. We thank you for having us unpack what it means for us to 
flow in love, to lead with love, Father. And we just unfold that and let it be manifested that you get the glory for it, Father. So we love you. We appreciate you. We live for you, Father. And now we serve you in that same spirit. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Enjoy the weekend. And if you're going like Dr. Mack, y'all be lovers this weekend. Flow with love. <laughs> All right. God bless you, gentlemen. Have a God wonderful bless. day. Dr. Dent, and great, great words. I appreciate great it. Great word this morning, Dr. Dent. Yes, yes. Good morning. Thank you, sir, for that word. Appreciate you. Thank yes. You